Поле битви моє, на планеті земля, де добро як ніколи єдине. Тут проходить зі злом нищівна боротьба, ти не зламна моя батьківщина. Ти чекала на мене ці довгі роки, наче мати заблудлого сина. Я прийду не на поле урати, бо тепер нам потрібні солдати. Будеш вільна моя батьківщина, будеш вільна моя батьківщина. Before the war I was so kindly and humanian, humanian because of Не забудемо Марік і Харків диму, не пробачим Чернігів і Київ. І в Донецьку пройдемо, і пройдемо в Криму, по моїй батьківщині красивій. За дітей, за жінок та запавших в бою, віддамо сповна свину собакам. Відкладу я рушницю і пісню спою, і вклонюся душі твоїй вічній вогню. Моя вільна свята батьківщина, моя вільна свята батьківщина. Before the war I was so kindly and And a song by a group called Gremo, and the title is American Ukrainian, and I think anybody with Ukrainian roots living anywhere in the diaspora can identify with, with that, how our hearts are torn, just torn right out over this war, no matter where we live in the world or how long we've lived away from our homeland, it just still hurts so bad. Gremo with American Ukrainian. Dobry večer, šanovni radi suhači tavi tajo vas vsih na radio predaču naš holos radio Krinskoho Korinja na bahatomovni radio stanci AM 1320 CHMB umisti Vancouveri. Pri mikrofoni Pavlina, jako ju štorišala prebute zimnoju nastupnoho denu, me majmo duše cikavi novene na sjednišnji prošami. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host, Paula Demchuk-McCory, Pukrinska Pavlina. Thank you so much for joining me. Olena will be here with some announcements about upcoming events in the Vancouver Ukrainian community, as well an interview with Jean Berezovsky of Ukraine War Amps and uh, more information about what they're doing to help defenders in Ukraine as well a book review by a Ukrainian journalist who survived an incredible torture camp in Donetsk. And uh, he's written a couple of books about it, and Myra has reviewed one. So that'll be coming up as well in the show. Also, our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And we started out with a, a bilingual song, and we've got one now that is completely in English, but it is for Ukraine and it is uh, by an unknown performer. I don't know who wrote the lyrics either, but they are specifically for Ukraine, composed in 2022. And of course, the tune, very recognizable, Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. Now we dream of times we had before we are all tired, we can't take more And you don't care for hollow comfort, do you? 
sick of this, this pandemic, disasters war, it's lunatic, too crushed to feel the joy of hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Faith isn't hard when life is well It's brittle when you're facing hell And I can't always be light-hearted for you But know that I am at your side More as a shoulder than a guide Even though we can't voice a With confidence all but destroyed I fling a prayer into the void To recreate when happiness flowed through you But despite the news we hear tonight And if tomorrow brings no light I'll hold on to the hope of hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for the past 60 years. Since 1963, the Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing artists and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Holos listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit www.shochenkofoundation.ca. Ukraine is under deadly attack, and Ukraine War Amps is asking for your help with a tax-deductible donation today. Funds are desperately needed by Ukrainian defenders for bulletproof jackets, helmets, walkie-talkies, food, water and gas, and by civilians, including children, for food, water and medications, and when possible, escape to safety. Please donate today to Ukraine War Amps via PayPal, e-transfer to ukrainewaramps at gmail.com, or visit ukrainewaramps.ca. Oi, Zé Lé, 
February 24, 2022, Russia launched a full-scale war of aggression, unprovoked, against Ukraine, bombing civilian targets including hospitals, vital infrastructure that provides citizens with basic necessities, and moving human targets in humanitarian corridors attempting to escape danger zones, which now include their own homes. Many volunteers have stepped up to assist the outgunned and outnumbered Ukrainian military to help protect civilians as well as defenders from Russian military and mercenaries. At a time like this, quick response is critical to save lives. Since 2014, Toronto-based Ukraine War Amps has been helping wounded Ukrainian veterans and the families of the fallen in Russia's war of aggression against Ukraine. For more than a year now, Ukraine War Amps has had to expand its scope to better meet the needs of territorial defenders as well as vulnerable civilians. Jean Berezovsky is the co-founder of Ukraine War Apps. Earlier this week, we spoke by phone again, and he shared some new details of their work behind the scenes in war-torn Ukraine. So, Jean, we've spoken about some of your latest initiatives to help Ukrainian defenders in their fight against Russian aggression. As well as wounded soldiers, you help the families of the fallen And recently, you've shared with us about um, some solutions for heating since uh, electricity and gas was cut off over the winter. As well, you um, enlightened us on the problem of conflict timber, the illegal harvesting of trees in Ukraine uh, in their forests, depleting them. And also, you've talked about food parcels that you've been uh, sending especially helpful to families of the fallen. And uh, you did say that they're sourced locally, so that's really a smart way to do it. They just need cash, and fortunately they do have things there that that they can uh, source and they can distribute to the people who need them. And sourcing them locally means that you've got somebody there on the ground doing the work, and we didn't really talk much about that. You have reps in Ukraine, and they are mostly recipients, right? They're they're, uh, maimed soldiers, who are now doing this kind of work for you, helping the defenders and their families in Ukraine. 
Right. You know, when you when you started uh, talking about our previous subject, it just came to my mind that uh, just recently, because we spoke a lot about this war of uh, war of power of electricity over water supply, over gas supply, kind of utilities war that mm. Russia is going with against Ukraine and Ukrainians. It just uh, came to my mind that uh, in the end of April was an anniversary of another disaster, which is Chernobyl. Oh, right, right. Yeah, that, that anniversary was uh, widely marked and remembered in, in Ukraine. And... Uh, I lived in Kiev back then, and I was, uh, as a child, witnessing what's going on. And that was just another example of atrocities, that war that uh, Russia and Moscow and Kremlin responsible for yeah. in Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just been ongoing for, for centuries. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, they never cared about people, about lives. And yeah, we we've been there just for their experiment, you know. Yeah, seems to all be, of us. Yeah, yeah. I, I I read recently a newspaper that between 1991 and 2015, it was registered over 20,000 cases of thyroid cancer mm. between kids in, in kid. Ukraine. Thyroid cancer in kids. Thyroid, yeah, thyroid uh, from, cancer. Yeah, from, yeah, from the radiation poisoning from Chernobyl. Yeah. Mm. So it just shows you that what we have now, it's, it's not just happened last year or in 2014. Yeah. It's something that's going on for much longer time. And hopefully we can put an end uh, to this, uh, this time. Yeah, we can hope and pray. But uh, in, in the meantime, you're doing an awful lot. You've got people there that are helping each other. And, you know, it, it's hard hard for the enemy really that's a battle that they can't win right against you know people coming together and helping each other under adverse circumstances yeah that's right ukraine wamps we actually engage in a in a project we call save ukraine mm-hmm. that's actually as an opposite to what doing moscow to yeah. ukrainians yeah and Save Ukraine project, uh, we're helping people like uh, Ukrainian refugees and uh, we're helping people to get out of occupied territories and uh, we provide food and uh, clothes for for those refugees from uh, eastern Ukraine. But um, I actually wanted to share with you and our listeners a story about our um, project in central Ukraine, okay. uh, led by double amputee, both leg amputee, Ruslan Robert from Kriviri. Okay. And Kriviri right now, it's like uh, approximately 250 kilometers, like 200 miles maybe from the front line. Ruslan is a, is a veteran who lost his both legs in 2015 oh. and he's a former taxi driver uh-huh. and this, as this war like a, a big invasion began he plugged into into the movement to help our soldiers on the front line uh-huh. and what we doing thanks to Ruslan we helping him to buy uh, supplies uh-huh. for the guys on the front line oh. and it starts with the drinking water and I send you some pictures. Even recently, we bought we bought a pig. Yeah. So essentially, volunteers cooking and they bring food to the front line. Uh-huh. And uh, so what we do is actually we help in financially. It's like if you buy a, a pig, it's pretty cheap there in central Ukraine, like three four dollars per kilogram, oh, wow. like two pounds. And uh, they prepare food, dinner, lunches. And they go drive to the front line and they correlate with the soldiers. They know when, when the soldiers need it the most, when they come back from the mission. Uh-huh. And that's, uh, that's where like uh, uh, hot food arrives. Wow. And Ruslan itself, again, he's uh, no leg, uh, but he can drive thanks to processes. He, he's been actually with us for a long time, right. part of our 
adopt a soldier program. Uh-huh. And it's just uh, one of the examples of what people can do and how Ukraine fight for themselves and for their land. Yeah, absolutely mind-boggling. So in, uh, inspiring is, is not anywhere close to the right word to describe this incredible heroism and determination of of Ukrainian peoples. I mean, somebody somebody like that, where there's a will, there's a way. He's got, you know, he's lost his legs, but he was a taxi driver. He's still driving and and, uh, bringing food to soldiers at the front. Um, You had mentioned something about drinking water. What is the situation with the water in Ukraine? Uh, Well, essentially, what we deliver to them, it's... uh, it's a bottled water, mm-hmm. same solution you, you buy here at the supermarket. So the same thing we buy there locally uh, in around Krivy Reef mm-hmm. and uh, bring them to the front line. Situation is not the best. You don't really have a drinkable water around you. You, 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 you just can't drink that water, so you need to use caution. Uh, the best way, if you can get this bottled one, for instance, that's kind of the best solution. Yeah, and uh, Ruslan sometimes Ruslan is able to get to the front line very close. Sometimes uh, he stopped like number of kilometers before on a on a checkpoint, and uh, that's where he uh, deliver all his stuff to to the soldiers. Okay, there must be some danger there of shelling. Yeah, it's uh, it's dangerous. It's dangerous everywhere there. I mean, danger. That's the kind of normal circumstances for these people, unfortunately. Yeah, so I guess they just just learn to learn to live with it and do what they can do. Wow. I, I mean, it's, yeah. it, it's unimaginable here living in Canada to think about what life must be like. They're in constant fight or flight. The stress must be incredible. Yeah, exactly. As a, you know, as a community, as a Ukraine WAMPs, what we do, we want to keep in focus on our mission. And we're making sure if this guy's asking for the help, we're making sure we, we can help. What? And uh, we communicate to to as many people as we can what we what we can do, what we do, mm-hmm. and uh, how it uh, supports uh, Ukraine and Ukrainian. So when people make make a donation, it um, this is one of the areas where their money can be put to use to to buy food for uh, soldiers, to feed soldiers on the front line? Yeah, we, everyone is welcome to, to make donations to, towards uh, Ukraine WAMPs. Uh, it's possible through e-transfers, PayPal, just uh, use uh, ukrainewaramps at gmail.com, our email address, mm-hmm. or, or go to our website, ukrainewaramps.ca, and you can donate through our website. So can people specify what, uh, where they want their funds to go? Right now, yes. Yeah. Before this uh, big invasion, we work, we've been working in a different way. We've been asking for monthly donations now because we've been helping our wounded veterans and amputees on a monthly basis. Right now, we're mostly going on project basis. Okay. So your donation towards Save Ukraine project will go towards Save Ukraine project. If you are interested to help again in a month, you're most welcome. But uh, we we highly appreciate uh, any help, even one-time support. That's great. So ukrainewaramps.ca, or you can go to PayPal or any transfer to ukrainewaramps at gmail.com. Yeah. Also, if you Google Ukraine WAMPs, you can find a lot of articles and radio shows with uh, Ukraine WAMPs. Right, yeah, and get get caught up if, if any of this is, is new, if you're listening now and, uh, and you're not familiar with these stories. Very inspiring stories, and um, they really give a good insight on what actually, what people in Ukraine are going through. And um, yeah, uh, I also want to add that uh, we are aware that, uh, you know, in question, like frequently asked questions, like countries like Canada and United States helping so, so, so much. And we hear that on news and it's all for sure. It's all true, but it's all on a different scale. So it's uh, thanks God it's taken care of ammunition mm-hmm. and Things like army needs to be army. Right. 
but we are going on a people's level and we are going where United States didn't reach to, uh -huh. you know, where their funding didn't go. And uh, we go on, uh, we, we know soldiers on the front lines and we know their current needs mm -hmm. and we are able to satisfy those needs on daily basis. That's how different we are. Wow. Okay. And like probably I gave you before example over the winter we we've been shipping thermal socks. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just just example and because we have so many volunteers and representatives in Ukraine, we actually go to the front line and deliver. Right. First hand. We we work directly. And that's where we fit and you know, when I talking to people now they often say that this war is conducted and gonna be win thanks to volunteers first of all. Wow. And those volunteers like Ruslan Robert, he doesn't financially he doesn't have resources. His situation is very there. He lives in one bedroom apartment with his uh, mom oh. and no legs and PTs. He has a lot of uh, personal needs for medicine, etc. Sure. So he's not able himself to pull it all together. Sure. But he able to get into van, mm. go and buy and deliver. Amazing. And we cooperate with response. So all together, we are much more powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't tell the enemy for sure. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you, Gene, for continuing to do this great work, for letting us know what you're doing and how we can help. And um, Godspeed to all of you, and uh, we're praying for this horrific war to end soon. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity to talk about Save Ukraine by uh, Ukraine Webs, and uh, thank you for having me, uh, information with you okay. and your listeners. Thank you. Thank you so much, Gene. Okay, ukrainewaramps.ca, uh, ukrainewaramps at gmail.com to make a donation. Слухайте радіопрограму «Наш голос» радіо українського Коріння. При мікрофоні Павліна. You're listening to «Наш голос» Ukrainian Roots Radio. I'm Павліна. Ви 
And that was Luhansky Kozakev from their CD, Oyvednov Solo, and that, of course, was the title track. A song from Happier Times, not a song, not the song itself, it's from actually a world uh, about a century ago, Ukrainians fighting off Russians again. And, um, but it was recorded in Happier Times, Early Days of Ukrainian Independence, by a group called Luhansky Kozakia, which, as the name indicates, is from Luhansk, which uh, was not a breakaway area of Ukraine that wanted this mythical reunion with Russia. In fact, very, very um, patriotic area of Ukraine, and obviously that is why it is under such severe attack right now. Luhansky Kozakia with Oyvedno Solo. Hey, there is a village. Up next, something much more recent, uh, an original composition by a Toronto singer and songwriter, Stacey Yerofinova, and she's known by her stage name as Nastya Y. Here she is with a song she composed just last year and released as a fundraiser for Ukraine. It is called Evening Star.
Welcome to Knishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, Ukrainian stories in English. In this edition of Knishka Corner, we will be discussing Stanislav Osseyev's The Torture Camp on Paradise Street. The Torture Camp on Paradise Street, translated by Zenia Tompkins and Nina Murray, and published by the Ukrainian Research Institute at Harvard University, is a personal memoir of Stanislav Asayev's two and a half years in illegal captivity. Most of it at the site of the defunct insulation factory, Isolatsia, isolation, in the city of Donetsk. This secret prison in the heart of Donetsk was called the Donetsk Dachau, because of the unspeakable torture that was endured by its prisoners. Thanks to Asayev's efforts, the prison's supervisor, Denis Kulkovsky Palich, was arrested in Kyiv in November 2021. The book began with Asayev's arrival at isolation prison at 3 Paradise Street. He soon realized that he was in a facility for prisoners charged with espionage, terrorism, and extremism. While in prison, Asayev was sentenced to two 15-year terms for his work as a reporter. The conditions he endured were horrific. The aim of the prison administration was to terrorize its prisoners. Isolation administration's main job was to train the inmates to fear, constantly, without respite, day and night, because fear could manifest as nightmares or crippling anxiety about being roused. And abuse and torture were just the tools in its toolbox. Throughout the 23 chapters of this memoir, Asayev documented the ways in which prisoners were abused and how they managed to survive. Food was limited to an ounce or two of bread per man per day. Prisoners learned that time is your greatest enemy here. There was no exercise or outdoor recreation. There were no visitors. Everything had been taken from them, even calendars. Women were raped and men were beaten. Depression and suicidal thoughts were rampant among the inmates. Despite these conditions, Asayev survived. I must begin by reiterating that torture is a complex system of measures whose goal is not so much to break a person physically as to destroy them as an individual. His faith was a major factor in helping him to survive. The only thing keeping me alive was the promise of heaven as a future reunion. This book is difficult to read because of its graphic depiction of Russian treatment of Ukrainian prisoners. Asayev felt it was important for the world to know what they had experienced in the prison on Paradise Street. The accepted norms of prison life were ignored by the administrators of this institution, which was a torture chamber for political prisoners. The illustrations add context, and the addition of Asayev's writings from his isolation reinforce the horror of his experience. Perhaps the most poignant example is an atheist prayer, which is one sentence long. Dear Lord, grant that I may not be indifferent. This book reveals the existence of secret prisons in Russian-occupied territories in Ukraine. Asayev exposes the human rights abuses and war crimes committed in the prison facility known as Isolatsia. It reveals the endless psychological and physical abuse inflicted on prisoners of this institution. It also exposes the cruelty and lawlessness of life in Russian-occupied territories. Asayev believes that Russia's war on Ukraine, which began in 2014, was an effort to destroy the Ukrainian nation. It was genocide. 
Under his pen name Stanislav Vasin, Ukrainian journalist Stanislav Vasayev reported for Radio Free Europe, Radio Liberty, as well as Ukrainian publications Zerkolo Tizhnya, Ukrainsky Tizhden, and Ukrainska Pravda. He was imprisoned by Russian-supported rebels on June 2, 2017, for extremism and spying. Asayev was freed as part of a bilateral release of prisoners between Ukraine and Russia in 2019. In 2022, he published In Isolation, Dispatches from Occupied Donbass. For his journalistic work in the conflict zone, he was awarded the Norwegian Free Media Award in 2020, the National Prize for the Defense of Freedom of Expression in Ukraine, 2020, and the Shevchenko National Prize, 2021. He now lives in Kiev. The torture camp on Paradise Street is available at Chapters Indigo and Amazon. Thanks, Myra. Join us again soon for another edition of Kanishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio.
contemporary rendition of a traditional Ukrainian patriotic song, Zasvistale Kozachenka, the Whistling Cossacks, and that was performed by Navka. Coming up next, an icon on the Ukrainian music scene, Viktor Morozov, now a resident of Toronto, and here he is with a song, I think it goes back to the Maidan era, um, not sure which one now, if it's a 20, 2004 or the 2014. At any rate, it's a great tune, it's called Oh My Dear Ukraine. Coming up this week in Vancouver's Ukrainian community. On May 17th and 18th, from 12 to 8 p.m., visit the Ukrainian Photo Stories exhibition New Lives, Same People at the Beaumont Studios in Vancouver. The opening night is on 17th of May at 6.30 p.m. and the art project I Wore You takes place the next day on May 18th at 6.30 p.m. New Life Same People Ukrainians in Wartime features photographs of Ukraine and Ukrainians before and during the war. It highlights the ways in which Russia's war has profoundly transformed the lives of the Ukrainian people. It will take place at the Beaumont Studios on Wednesday, May 17th and Thursday, May 18th from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. The Beaumont Studios are located at 316 West 5th Avenue in Vancouver. The event is funded by the United Way BC's United for Ukraine Local Love Fund. The admission is free of charge. On Saturday, May 20th, put on your Vishivanka, an embroidered shirt, and join the Vishivanka Day Rally at the Art Gallery Plaza in Vancouver. The Vishivanka Day Rally starts at 12 p.m. and goes on till 4 p.m. Vishivanka is an important part of Ukrainian culture. In fact, it is so essential that Vishivanka Day has been celebrated in Ukraine and Ukrainian communities worldwide every third Thursday of May since 2006. 
On Saturday, May 20th, participants will walk through downtown Vancouver and demonstrate their embroidered shirts, different in color and design, but with the same idea of dignity, pride, and unity. Participants will have an opportunity to watch a fashion show and musical performances after the march. Come and join the Vishavanka Day Rally at the Art Gallery Plaza on Saturday, May 20th at 12 p.m. For more information, visit www.ucc.ca. On Wednesdays, tune in to the Nanaimo edition of Nash Holos, which can be heard in the Vancouver listening area at 11 a.m. Pacific time on CHLY 101.7 FM on the radio dial and streaming online at chly.ca. And at 6 p.m. Saturday evenings, flip your radio dial right back here to AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver or catch the live stream at am1320.com for another hour of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Please send us your suggestions, dedications, and requests. Your comments are always welcome. In between broadcasts, visit our Facebook page and for audio archives, transcripts, podcast feed, and a link to our Patreon site where you can support our work if you like, visit our website at www.nasholos.com. legendary group Rushnichok from Montreal from about the 1970s and that was when the clouds hide the sun. And our proverb of the week translates as You will really get to know evil when you have something to do with it. And that brings us to the end of another edition of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. If you miss our on-air or live stream broadcast, you'll find the podcast at our website, www.nashholos.com. There's also a link to our Patreon site there, and I hope you'll consider supporting our work, www.nashholos.com. Well, our time is about up, so to take us to the end of our program, the Ambrose Brothers with the Hudson's Bay Breakdown. I'm Pavlina on behalf of Olena, myself, and all of us here at Nash Holos and AM1320. Thanks for listening, and Dobranich! <laughs>
Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.